You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we answer your questions. Woo! <laughs> Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Mm. This is our STI episode. We, we haven't done one of these in a long a while. We actually haven't. These are the episodes where it's just me and Reed, and we've got all of your questions, your sex queries, your stories, and we are going to try our hardest to give you our best yeah. advice. STIs, sexually <laughs> transmitted information. Spread it mm. wide. <laughs> yeah and also if you have your own sex question or stories we do actually read them out at the end of every single episode and we get answers from our guests as well as from me and reed so please please write into us at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com nice nice slipping that in there that's a good one yeah, slipping that in nice and early, you know, to yeah, get those questions rolling in. Nobody listens to the end of an yeah. episode. They're just like, fuck this. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, What's actually really random is that after, like, having gone through the pandemic, before our main audience was UK-based listeners. Mm-hmm. And now our main audience is the USA. So hello to Hi. Over the Pond. Hello. I love it that Hi, you said that was random. Like, oh, my God. oh my God, that's so random. That's like so random so random it's, like, well, it's not really random we've just had more american guests on <laughs> well, so hi yeah. our american audience yeah hello over there um but also if you have any guest suggestions for us now we're virtual we can you know get a guest from guests from all over the world so it's also really great if we get on who you want to listen to yeah baby all you need to do is just send their instagram to us probably via instagram dm us Send their Instagram. Yeah. It would be really great if they've already had podcast or talking experience or talk openly on their profiles about mm. sex rather than just any old person. But please send your suggestions through. We'd love to hear from you. Florence put up this morning Ooh. questions that you wanted to have us answer. So that was on our Instagram yeah. stories. Of course, if you're not following our Instagram, make sure you are. It's at come curious, of course. So Come and join wow, us. We're getting all the deets in at the beginning. I know. Yeah. We never get this opportunity. <laughs> like now, we don't have we a guest do. to think about. <laughs> we just like it's just us two just promoing follow ourselves. Us. YouTube, Twitter, yes, and follow <laughs> our personal Instagrams at Reed Amber X and Florence Park. Also, our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the shit out of ourselves. Uh, yeah, man. This is our episode. We can do what we want. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. I wonder if people actually like the episodes with just us in because I personally. <laughs> but as like I listen to podcasts and I love like I don't know I love like the, the episodes with just the hosts because you get to know them more. And I feel like sometimes we don't really have the opportunity for our listeners to you know get to know us on a on a one-to-one basis so that's why these episodes are really great and lovely (laughs) (laughs) fuck there's a bit of brown on your nose there florence it's a bit of brown on my ass brown nosing myself ourselves yeah yeah. both of us (laughs) i just wiped florence's ass from my nose (laughs) 
um yeah you're right because i'm not into rimming reed oh soon one day florence one day your (laughs) your rim prints will come um i think it's easier doing it with us two because when there's a guest we have no idea what they're like and how they react with us and of course florence and i've been working together for six years now we literally just had our six year birthday where we posted our first youtube video ever um six years ago that was like what 2015 yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're... 15. It's crazy. So we're so used to just riffing off of each other, but when somebody else is involved, not that we don't love them because they're amazing, but sometimes it can yeah. be like, like we have to be in work don't mode. Get yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> I mean, we, I've been having like an issue. Podcast. Yeah. I've been having an issue recently as well, because you know, like during pandemic times, you don't meet new people anymore. Like, mm. so you'll get, I'm getting like so insular in my own like bubble and stuff. So how are we supposed to, like, I have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So now every time we have a podcast guest, I get really nervous. Oh no. <laughs> See, this is, this is what the fuckery of a pandemic is because we've all become so introverted. We've forgotten how to be around people. So when everything yeah. opens up, it's going to be really fucking weird. We're going to have to relearn how to behave and act and talk oh in front of people and strangers and colleagues and friends yeah so yeah be prepared um and all all we can do to recommend saving that is just keep talking to people keep talking to people like on video calls and phone calls and actually hearing their voice go for walks socially distant walks with people you know like make sure you're not just completely isolating yourself and forget everything because it's going to be so hard for you to get out that Mm -hmm. habit and back into real life imagine like the first day back at work when everyone's there it's going to be fucking bizarre actually might be might be so exciting i i'm feeling nervous and anxious just even thinking about that thought of like being near people in like an office environment luckily we we don't have that so (laughs) that's true we we have to remember that nervousness and anxiety can be really easily mistaken for excitement they're very very similar chemicals and adrenalines in our blood so sometimes we we just kind of can't tell the difference between them so you might Mm. be feeling nervous or anxious but actually it's just a very large dose of excitement and we're not used to that because we've had no fucking excitement so it could oh just be. Oh my god! My sister said to me the other day that she was like, "I'm excited." She was like, "I haven't been excited for like a whole year," and I was like, "That <laughs> is the saddest thing that I have ever heard." It's true though. <laughs> Unless you just force yourself to be excited, you know, you wake up, you're like, "Yeah, man, I'm excited for breakfast." Fuck yeah! I had a mm-hmm. I had a bacon bagel this morning. And I was hella excited. It was great. Yeah, I'm excited for this the sun weekend. Comes out, I'm Ooh. excited. Yes, <gasps> the snow. You've been roller skating. I've been roller skating with the excitement. The snow. I was so excited. I went for an early morning walk, Florence. I've never done that in my life. Whoa, that is actually unheard of. Yeah, I'm man. Impressed. I was out like at like ten. Wow. I know it's not even early morning. I know in it. Like what? What's happened to me, man? I've changed. A pandemic changed me. <laughs> you have changed. <laughs> you have changed. You're exercising through roller skating. Yeah. You're going on early morning walks. What? what? Oh Who my god. Is she? I need to find the slob again. Where is she at, man? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> no. Oh my god. You're gonna come out of this like roller skating pro. Ooh. Um. You might even have like some abs because you've been walking in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> can you get abs from walking no oh shit well i just have to just you wear cannot. my roller skates i wish i could wear my roller skates all the time but they're so impractical <laughs> uh, the amount of times i've oh, fallen on my remind, arse 
Yeah, they're so sexy though. That's why you're doing it, isn't it? So you can yeah, like so pretend sexy. to be one of those sexy roller skating waitresses. Mate, in the summer, I can't wait. I'm just going to be wearing like tiny little booty shorts and like, I don't know, listening to really <laughs> ridiculously loud music, scooting yes, around. on a boom box on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, skating around. Fuck that. If I fall over, that thing's fucked. I'm fucked. I've still got my little <laughs> knee pads and my, my wrist, wrist braces, my little elbow pads. But to oh, be fair... I guess I, we should probably... Actually, crack on. Yeah. Sex, probably. You know? yeah. Like we should nah. talk about those questions. Fuck it. We're like, no, roller skating. Roller <laughs> skate. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. we should do. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I have a question from our emails. I think Reed, you're gonna read out the ones from Instagram, and I'll go back depth into the depths of the emails. Yeah, baby. So the first one is, for the longest time, I was really afraid of emotional intimacy and I was so scared of being rejected that I was unable to have a proper relationship. I am now 25 and I feel ready to have a partner, but the fact that I have not had a serious relationship at that age makes me a little insecure. I am afraid of what potential partners might think when they hear that I have been single my whole life. Do you have any tips on how to approach the past relationships talk or make my inexperience sound less weird? Thank you so much. Oh, that's a really great question. Or person. I don't know who this is from. Could be from either. Either gender. All genders. Any genders. Any gender. Any. But this is a really, really good question. And I think I feel like a lot of people will, will relate to it as well. I have friends who have never been in relationships and they're 30. Yeah. So it's not abnormal not to have had a relationship in your life because some people just aren't relationship types. Yeah. And also who's telling you you have to be in a relationship? Like what's this it's this weird idea of what society has created for us that like exactly. to have a successful so life... Yeah, to have a successful life, you have to have a partner, get married, have a mortgage, mm-hmm. have children. It's like, yeah, but to whose standards? Who the fuck has created that? Um, yeah. There are plenty of people that are so happy not being in relationships. And it's yeah. very possible that, that it isn't for you. Or if you do want something, then it's very possible that there has been some kind of reason. You know, why don't you, why, why do you have a fear of emotional relationships you know what has happened there is that something that you've learned from your parents or from your friends has there Mm. been a connection you know time ago that really that was quite a traumatic experience for you it doesn't have to be traumatic as in like horrific or violent it could just literally be a comment that somebody says that sticks in your mind and stays there yeah um trying to break that down and to figure out where it's come from can be really beneficial to help you understand why Mm -hmm. I've like really been on a journey this year about breaking down like all those ideals about being in a relationship and like what society tells us that we're supposed to be doing and I've been working through that with a therapist which has been really really helpful yeah and I think especially if you have insecurities surrounding relationships and that's why it's kind of like not working out it's really really amazing to talk to someone about it especially like a professional in that department as well like a sex and relationship therapist um because they can really like you can really figure out like why where those insecurities are from what are all these thoughts coming from and then how do you actually want to approach a relationship as well and what does it mean to you yeah you can set these boundaries for yourself you know you might just if you think about it this way if 
one of us on this podcast said like yeah I've never had a relationship and I absolutely love being single and yes I have flings here and there you'd be like wow that's so cool but if you are surrounded by people that are like obsessed with relationships or they don't they don't they don't support you or they question it they make you think that there's something wrong with you for being the way that you are that can really stick in your mind well the world the world is obsessed with relationships. Yeah, man. Like, I, I I, feel like it's such a big pressure, like, from everyone. Like, when you see your family, they're like, oh, like, have you been dating? Like, are you seeing anyone new? Mm-hmm. Like, who's on the horizon? Like, all the questions. And I am a culprit of this with my friends that have been single for this time as well, because I'm like, hey, like are you dating like trying to get them like into the vibe but like actually it's just a bit pressury and weird because like they can just you know find the relationship on their own time like pressuring any like no one's ever done anything great from a pressured situation so I guess you have to try and remove yourself from that pressure that everyone's putting you in and um I guess think about I guess work through those insecurities that you have and then once you've worked through that and you are in a good place for yourself which it sounds like you are Mm -hmm. sounds like you've gotten to a place but you're just scared about how people are going to feel about you not being in a relationship I think to be honest just be open about it and just be like yeah it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. and then own it exactly just be I just never found the right person I've been enjoying being single like that's it really yeah, it's that famous line. It's like, you know, trust trust the journey, know your narrative. Like, that is the way that yeah. it's worked for you. You might not be where you are today if you had had relationships. So trust that journey. It will, it'll yeah, come. It will come. Trust in yourself and be confident in your past and your past experiences and yourself. And yeah, it doesn't make you weird not to have been in a relationship. You're totally normal. There are so many other people in your same situation. This is from Instagram, and I can read these out because they're bite-sized, so I don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> mm. hey, I'm going to say this one because this is great. This is from an account called Return of the Bush, of course. Oh, God. The question is, have you ever rocked a bush? <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Like, you lockdown. say obviously, though. But yeah, lockdown, obviously, yeah. <laughs> lockdown isn't been... everyone rocking a bush right now yeah to be fair before lockdown i must have been shaving my pubes off like completely bald yeah every week minimum for i don't know since yeah. i was like 17 easily maybe even yeah. earlier than that and it, like every single day and of course you get the shaving rash and you get all the horrible bits and the and the self-conscious issues that i had of like the fear of seeing somebody with stubble or with pubes it's mad but now since lockdown yeah. i've given myself that opportunity to grow it out especially because i i met someone last year who was really into bush so i was like oh okay cool well I'll, maybe i'll give this a go and grown it out and i absolutely love it it's yeah. great it feels sexy people yeah, people actually don't give a shit as well. Like, I don't think I've ever actually, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I've ever come across anyone that's actually cared apart from when I was 17 and someone made fun of me for having yeah. pubes. Uh, that was not great. Uh, he actually shouted across the whole, like, we were at Sixth Form College. I think it was 17. We fumbled around on the New Year's Eve party and... Um, he then shouted across the courtyard at me, Florence is really hairy. Oh it's my like, God, that's fucked up, man. That's that. so fucked it's up. Like, Sixth form college, where I think we're supposed to be a little bit more mature now. No, absolutely Obviously, not. not you. <laughs> that boy's probably looking at you now, stalking on your Instagram like, wow, she's so hot. I just, 
like I wish I did more, you know, the one that got he weird. better be. <laughs> Fools. I, I think do actually wonder, like, what guys that we used to date think of, like, if they see us around now, it's like, whoa. Oh my like, god, I know what they, they think. Been talking about me? Yeah, I fucking hope so. I hope that they look at this situation like, oh shit, oh, I should never so have ghosted funny. her, or like, wow, I was such a douche. <laughs> yeah actually not everyone i, oh God, I actually just want to find out i know i want to know yeah. i want to know so if you're I listening to this podcast and you've actually fucked one of us in the past um reach out we'd love to hear from you <laughs> that'd be so fucking great yeah we'll have you on the podcast yeah, oh my do. days any anyone that florence and i fucked please come on our podcast that would be so fun yes. i want to know like early memories of us shagging what was it like any traumatic experiences who have you fucked in the meantime <gasps> that would be so experiences that would be so exciting. I don't know, like not traumatic. That would actually be so decent. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So come on, hit hit your bitches up. <laughs> Going back to the bush. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we we're like all for the bush. I think it's definitely a porn thing. I think I was so obsessed with porn, and I assumed that all women, all sexy women rather, had shaved pubes. So that's yeah. what I embodied, and I was like, I must be shaved to be sexy. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah. I weirdly have always, so I have, I have wax, I'm a waxer, I don't do shaving, shaving rush is not okay for me, like like my skin down there is super sensitive, but I can't wax, I've always had to wax, I can't wax, I've tried, and it's too excruciating, I think it's fucking too sensitive, I nearly fucking beat the woman up, you are like a pussy when it comes to pain though, a pussy or extra sensitive, I've, I've, I'm, I'm okay with knowing that I'm just, I have more nerve endings than most people, so therefore extra sensitive, better orgasm. So take that bitch. So just to lead on from that last question, someone's asked, how can I shave my ass safely? Ho, ho, ho. What a question. It's a great question. Is there a safe way to do it? Because I always feel very unsafe doing that bit. I mean, I don't feel unsafe, but... (laughs) Like, there is a safe... I mean, I normally do it either standing in the bath, bath slash shower, and I crouch, so I, like, crab. Yeah. Um, and I make sure I've got, like, you know, soap lathered up on my ass, and then I just yeah. sort of go... I do one cheek, and then I do the other cheek, and I try and get, like, right in the crack. But the thing is, with, with shaving, you just... You do have to practice and learn. You can do it with a mirror as well, but I find a mirror really fucking hard because everything's the flip reverse. Yeah. And I fuck up more with a mirror than I do just like trying to feel my way blindly. Yeah, I always just do it blindly. Yeah. Um, But like, it's okay to cut yourself. That's fine. You know, like we've got resilient skin. We will cut ourselves. It's part of like the thing of shaving. But really, you should ask Florence and just get your ass waxed. (laughs) Yeah, 100% just go for a wax. Like it's so much easier. It's a little bit embarrassing because they're like, turn over, spread your bum cheeks. Yeah, like, you got great. Never thought I would do that. this in front of a stranger like this, but this is cool. They do this for a living and it is totally fine. Yeah. And they wax your bum and that's it. Done deal. Done deal. Unless it hurts too much and you want to murder them and then the it's not The asshole <laughs> waxing is the easiest part of the whole wax. It hardly hurts at all. Interesting. For you? For me. But interesting. I uh, like I might <laughs> might just go for an asshole wax, see what happens. <laughs> yeah like Actually, leave you my said vagina. you were gonna go for a wax recently yeah but i can't like it's fucking lockdown man like nothing's open yeah true i can't i can't oh. even like ask someone to come around and wax my ass i miss um salons being open so badly 
Yeah, I don't know if I trust them though. I um, right I just, I don't personally. I like having like a bush on top and then like waxing the underneath bit, mm-hmm. and like around like my basically my labia area. I love waxing that bit, and I don't mess. I don't really like having hair there because I just feel like it gets a bit messy. I completely agree. This is why I shave because yeah. I, especially on my period, I hate having hair there on my period. Yeah. Um, it feels a bit like clumpy. And then with your mm-hmm. discharge as well, it's all like clumpy mm-hmm. and shit. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Just like, fuck off. Leave, leave yeah. me be. Yeah. So yeah, uh, getting rid of all the hair around your lips is preferable, but not necessarily necessary. Not necessarily. It's just, a, it's a personal preference. Body yeah. hair should always be a personal preference. Never feel pressured to do anything with your body hair that you don't want to do. Just do you because yeah. you will find someone that thinks that is a-okay because really people don't mind. They just like, they're like, whatever, I've got genitals in front of me. Yum. Next question is, I'm a 20 year old cis female and would have always described myself as having a high sex drive and a healthy relationship with my own body. After a terrible start to uni and a bad breakup with a long-term boyfriend, I was prescribed antidepressants, which I have been taking for over a year. I recently have seen a massive improvement in my mental health. I have a new job in care, which I love and have started a new relationship with a boy I really like. I'm really proud of myself and things are looking up. The problem is I don't seem to have my old sex drive anymore. I know that this can be linked to taking antidepressants and I'm slowly reducing my dose to help with the help of my doctor. But I'm but until I'm not taking my prescription meds anymore. Can you guys give me any advice on how to increase my sex drive? I still enjoy sex with my partners and myself, but it's less often and I wish I could feel as horny as and as passionate as I used to. I'm missing it. I hope you guys can point me in the right direction. I just want to feel like my old confident self again. Oh, well, like, this is a tricky one, isn't it? Because of yeah. meds. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like they're doing the right thing by slowly coming off of their meds. Yeah. Um, and like antidepressants are can be really beneficial for some people and it really works for so many people. Um, but they, they do have, or they can have side effects like mm. fucking with your libido. Yeah. Um, but that is the best thing that you can do. I hope I hope you're not coming off of them on your own. I hope you are getting professional advice. She said because... that she was coming off with a doctor. Oh, with a doctor. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's the best thing that you can possibly do. You never know. Like, you might just suddenly get a huge flurry and urge at some point. You might get waves of it. Or it might take a while for it to slowly come creeping back. Mm, I guess you can't really put the pressure on the libido coming back because mm-hmm. you you basically know that it is the the meds that are dampening your libido it's a really common thing mm-hmm. when you're on antidepressants to have a very like low libido and you will feel the difference when you come off and and you will get your libido back again it's not lost it's out there believe us but I don't, I don't know. Like, Reed, have you ever been on antidepressants? I have once and they were not for me personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know because I haven't been on them. So I don't know if there's other things that you can do during being on the meds to get a libido back. Because I feel like if your libido is low, it's just low. Uh, like I wouldn't really know unless like masturbating more would like increase it a little bit but I just don't know that that I'm really speaking out my own arse here because I have no idea yeah I mean it also depends on like before the antidepressants what your libido is like you know do you remember being horny all the time do you remember wanting to masturbate 
once a day, three times a day? Or did you just, you know, not really feel that horny? Did you maybe masturbate once a week, once a month Mm. even? We put libido, high libidos up on a pedestal and we think that that's like the best thing ever and everyone should have a high libido and you're cooler and better if you have a high libido, Mm. which is not true at all. Um, Because sex is so sexualized. We think that having a, a high libido is everything. Everybody wants that, but it, it, it isn't. You know, just yeah. being comfortable with your libido is everything. That's what you yeah. want. And you want to find a partner that matches your libido, not somebody that has a high libido and a low libido, um, or somebody that has a high libido and then an extremely high libido. That that won't be a match. Yeah. So it's just trying to understand what your libido was like beforehand. Um, mm. And maybe if you don't remember what it was like beforehand, because it's always possible with mental health um, issues that we can forget who we were and what we were like because you get all this like horrible depression haze yeah Um, maybe maybe like because in our last episode we had we had Dr Andrea on and she was mm -hmm. talking about her prescription of three orgasms a week maybe that's something (laughs) that you can like start doing in your own life make sure you get those three orgasms a week and then see what happens from there but I would consider like talking to a therapist or even just like having open conversations with your partner about it Mm. and just be like look the the meds are making my libido like less and I would love to like get my libido back and you will and you're 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 doing the right thing you're coming off the meds you will get your libido back sooner rather than later I just try not to pressure yourself for it to return and like don't think about it too much I I would say like try and stop stop longing for it because it will just come back when the time is right yeah, I think it's a bit like, you know, if you if you learnt to drive when you were a kid and forgotten, you know, didn't have a car for ages and then you get back behind the wheel, it's the yeah. same with bike riding, then you can feel a bit nervous and a bit like, oh, fuck, I've completely forgotten how to drive. I don't know how to do this. I'm not mm-hmm. good. And then it just takes time and practice. Um, yeah. And maybe it is worth just asking yourself whether or not you want an orgasm to making sure that you have time alone away from your partner to explore your body. Mm. Because I think a lot of it is fear as well. It's not a physical worry it's it's this fear of like oh but what if I try and come and then I don't during sex or during pleasure and then my partner feels bad or I feel bad um I really think that talking to a sex professional could really help that unlock it all yeah Uh, I mean we always recommend therapists therapists sex therapists like we just we just fucking bomb them we love them all yeah Do we want to answer non-sexual questions? Because this question from Amy is so cute. What she asks, say? she asks, what what does your day of meals slash snacks look like? Oh, it's so cute, right? I'm dying. <gasps> oh, I'll, I'll say Florence's. First of all, I have a protein shake <laughs> to start my day. I feel like I'm that Instagrammer that's like, mmm, vegan protein shake mixed with oat milk. Mm. Yeah, that is how I start my day. What flavour is it? Chocolate? <laughs> Cho- so- salted caramel chocolate. Chocolate right. salted caramel. Nice. Uh, mix up with oat milk. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> for lunch, I have... I don't even know. I don't really have, like, a regular go-to for lunch. I either have... I've been trying to cut out on pasta, but somehow it just keeps creeping back into my diet for lunchtime (laughs) um I just I basically just roast vegetables that's all I ever eat and like eat tofu and veg Mm -hmm. that's what I eat for lunch and dinner and my snacks are like the banana bread my housemate 
cooks all the time. Mm. That's a and good. I've just been nomming on vegan chocolate a lot. And popcorn if I don't have any other snacks. Mm. I do like some popcorn, don't we? Yeah. So basic and boring. Like No I, wonder you want to get takeaways all the time, man. It's like roasted exactly. vegetables for lunch and dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... I just... I have been really bad, actually, of do, at doing, like, good regular meals. I have, like... Usually, I used to... I think I just got bored in lockdown of cooking. So like mm. I usually make like my chili. I do a really good vegan chili. The Bosch yeah, TV, like vegan cookbooks are banging. They mm. are so good. There are so many good recipes in them. They, they have a really good like shepherd's pie recipe and like all of those things. Um. So yeah, like that's, that. I guess that's the go-to. But yeah. I do get takeaways a lot. I'm a take, I have been labeled takeaway queen by someone. <laughs> What about you, Reed? How do you start your day? Well, Florence, I go. <laughs> I wake up with I a can't huge even guess. pint. Can you not? A pint of water? A, a pint p- of tea. pint of tea, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. pint of Earl Grey Rubu tea. Yes. <laughs> Routine. Um, I always toast. Yeah, normally, like, it's. I never have breakfast. It's always, like, brunch, lunch. Brunch, munch, crunch, munch. Um, with, at the moment, I'm loving bagels. I'm, like, all over the bagel hype. And I'm I'm not vegan, so I I treat myself to bacon today. Um, I've been having like boursin, but I do really like. I'm obsessed with marmite. I'm a huge marmite lover. It's always like marmite and toast, marmite and cheese and toast, some kind of cheese or marmite goodness. But then I do, you know, like where you do one toast that's like savory and one toast that's sweet. So it's always like marmite on toast, and then the second one is always like like banana on peanut butter with jam and that is like my go-to right now i'm fucking bumming that shit fucking riveting content Um, oh my god fuck you i love my food it sounds like it sounds like the sound test that you do before every single podcast where it's like what did you have for breakfast (laughs) and that's why reed knows how i start every single day The next question is how to not feel insecure when your partner has a bigger body count. And by body count, she means like number of people that you've slept with. Fuck number. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, when we started this podcast, like the whole premise was like trying to make people feel like more um, open and like basically accepting. Mm. I don't think people's past experiences should ever affect how you are with someone in the present Mm -hmm. because I I think that's really unfair on them to hold anything against them and also to 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 yourself as well to like you shouldn't be making like what what they've done in their past affect how you feel about yourself and your own security within yourself like it's hard and I I get you like if I in the past if I found out that a partner had slept with more people than me I would be like oh shit like oh my god just makes me feel like small and like little and like not good enough um and like oh my god they've had all this experience and I haven't but like mm. at the end of the day it doesn't matter like the experience that you have with that person is what's happening now like that connection is your present connection that's the only connection you should be worrying about like it doesn't matter what they've done in their past it doesn't matter how many people they slept with they could have slept with no people like it just doesn't it shouldn't it shouldn't matter but it is hard to get it out of your brain that it yeah. does. I mean, that's like living, that's anxiety is living in the past or living in the future mm-hmm. and worrying about those things. Like you have to do, you have to take things day by day and yeah. present. And the whole point of you getting great with that person is 
fucking that person and knowing their body yeah. and understanding what makes them tick and what works. Like you shouldn't feel yeah. comfort conscious if you are doing the right things in bed, like asking what they like and listening to them and listening to their body and yeah. trying to be the best best pleasure giver that you can be with that person no one else really matters because everyone else is just so different exactly I feel like if it is something that you are struggling with I would either talk to them about how you feel like your partner or if you don't feel that you want to talk about it to your partner just talk about it with friends Mm -hmm. just make sure you're having the conversation with people like talk it out until it's like like dead dried up and like worthless (laughs) like talk about like just talk it out of your system basically that always helps for me if I'm feeling insecure about something because your friend will be like hey look you sh- you don't need to feel insecure because you're badass and you're amazing and you are like great and like you've had amazing great sexual experiences as well and it just doesn't matter like sometimes you just need to get that validation from other people yeah and if they're not then that's because they've been misinformed themselves like we are completely built on this idea that women are supposed to be virginal and have less body count than men so it is a sort of like weird sexist like time old idea of you know a woman is is like sullied if she's had sex before marriage or if she's had sex before the person she's supposed to be with the with the rest of her she's supposed to be with for the rest of her life but men that's cool if they have loads of sex with loads of people mm. i know that like we shouldn't yeah. really be talking about gender forms but it it that is why we have this idea that body counts are a thing you know men can have can be in the hundreds and women should really have only had sex with one person which is complete and utter bullshit that is like horrible misogynistic that's not the way that we should be living our lives Mm. and enjoying our pleasure we should just be like hell yeah you know your body count is there because you chose to have sex with that person at that time and like i respect that um or you didn't you know you chose not to have sex with that person at that time rather than like it's a it's a remark on who we are as people next question this one's a good one um weird one can squirting can squirting a lot called hemorrhoids from squeezing hard interesting yeah, can squirting I... a lot cause hemorrhoids so hemorrhoids are the same as piles i think they're different in different countries like as in the name yeah um i mean i guess if you're pushing any area i guess if you're trying to squirt then you do like you properly like push out but yeah because hemorrho- anything to do with your anus though well I, I mean it's still pressure it's still a hell of a lot mm. of pressure like um you can get piles and hemorrhoids piles and hemorrhoids are basically inside your bum hole there are little blood vessels um and sometimes they can get really inflamed and become sort of like hard pebbles and when they're when they're inflamed they're really sore um and they can be inflamed for a number of reasons sometimes they can pop out of your bum hole and sometimes they might need to be surgically removed if they become really bad and really uncomfortable um yeah generally speaking we don't really get them uh at a young age because we shouldn't be putting pressure on our bodies you know a lot of people are i've got them from constipation before or from ibs from like diarrhea all the time uh, because yeah. i'm sitting on the toilet and pushing hard and that can cause them to be inflamed and it, i imagine it's the same for squirting you know if you're pushing mm-hmm. so hard same with like pregnant women you know you push a baby out you can get hemorrhoids and piles um they're not something to be ashamed of or afraid of they can be so easily sorted out um 
whenever you go for a shit and you feel that there's like a lump there, it feels like you're, you've got a poo there that just won't come out. That's, it's very possible that it's a hemorrhoid. And all you need is just to go to the doctor, speak to them about it, get a cream. Um, and very rarely they need to be like, you know, pursued further by a doctor. Yeah. But like, uh, I guess squirting, yeah, I suppose if you are actively pushing hard to get the squirt out, then that is creating pressure on your lower region. So maybe it's mm. worth like seeing if you can squirt by not putting that much pressure on there. Um, I had to train myself not to sit on the toilet. You know, when you sit on the toilet for so long on your phone and you've like pushed all that pressure out and you're just sitting there, just like wait, like, you know, for half an hour and your legs Chilling. go numb. Chilling, yeah. And that can yeah. be really bad for your anus. Um, and for piles, yeah. Interesting. Good so yeah, know. just like wipe, wipe and get up, and move on. So the next question is: Is it possible to be interested in women sexually but not romantically? And this is coming from someone who is female. I, I absolutely, I'm fairly certain that that's me. Like I, I have yeah. had a lot of sex with women, but I've never had a relationship with women, and that that doesn't necessarily, you know, yeah. I, I, I might have change my mind at some point but I've never wanted a relationship mm. with a woman and I think that's yeah. it's like you know how you say like you can be heterosexual that just means that you are sexually attracted to the opposite gender um yeah. and we forget that that's not you know romantic even though we just yeah. assume that it is um, I definitely am like sexually interested in women but like I don't know actually like I feel like sexuality is so fluid yeah you're right you can kind of just fit into anything and like so obviously you can be se you can be interested in women sexually but not for relationships you can be interested in men for sex and not relationships and only be interested in women for relationships like it it can it can go either way and it can change throughout your life as well like you might be saying this now like you might be like I just want to have sex with women and but like in three years time you're like oh my god I'm in a relationship with a woman now yeah like it can't have you can't have possibly met everyone. You know, there might be someone out there that changes the game, that, like, flips the switch, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, like, I don't just want to shag you, but I actually want to have a relationship and see if this works. Yeah. There are just yeah. too many people out there and not enough time for us to, you know, exp experience them all, especially at our age. We've still got all of yeah. our lives ahead of us, so it's very possible you just haven't found the right person yet. Or yeah. maybe that's just it. Maybe you do just... It's, yeah. it's, it is a fluid spectrum. Things change, and we yeah, change. I feel like this is like kind of a manifestation of biphobia as well. Yeah. And like it always makes us question what is like should happen. Can I do this? Can I do that? Is it like normal to feel this way or that way? Because if you are interested in all genders, then it can be a really confusing place because you're, you're just like, well, like, what am I supposed like? is it okay to fit into this middle ground? And am I bisexual if I'm only interested in women for sex? Or like, am I just fluid? Am I just bi-curious? Like, what, what is it? And at the end of the day, like, you don't have to fit into a label mm -hmm. at all. Like, you don't have to. You can do you. Just do you. And it's totally cool however you want to do it. Yeah, I think it it, it does. It's complicated because we, we weren't brought up understanding all the sexualities and all the romantics. Mm. I mean, if you think of somebody who is asexual, who isn't sexually attracted to anyone, they still want to have sex and they still want to have a romantic relationship. They just, they're not attracted to the sex part of it. Um, and I think that that can just, you, you can get aromantics who want to have sexual relationships, but don't want to have romantic relationships. 
Um, and yeah. we're, I think we're so confused about it because we're only really learning about this stuff now, like in the past five years. It's only really come out in the woodwork, out in media, and we've been able to talk about it more, which is an amazing thing, but also can, can you know, really confuse us and confuse other mm-hmm. people. So really, you kind of just have to do what you want to do and and just go with the flow and own it and just be like, yeah, so, I mean, I want to shag women. I just don't know if I want a relationship with them. But yeah. who knows? What does the future cool. have to hold? That cool. Yeah. Well, there were loads of other questions and I'm really sorry that we didn't get a chance to answer everyone's question. But if you feel like your question wasn't answered, please email it in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com and we will get round to that. Yeah, baby. As soon as possible in our following episodes to come. Yeah, yeah. especially if you do know a guest that you want to hear um, us talk to, then please drop us a little Instagram. You can find us at Come Curious or our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Give us a rating, five stars, and a review. <laughs> five stars. Oh, we were great. <laughs> Best podcast ever. <laughs> um, and... Is that it? I think that's it, mate. We're done. Uh, That is it. And you don't have to listen to us anymore. Yeah, done. Well, I mean, unless you're going to... day. I was going to say, unless you're going to just have this on play. Binge watch. Yeah. Listen. Binge listen to... Oh, for fuck. We can't talk. We're just going to end this now. (laughs) We're done, mate. We're so done. Okay. See you.